HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. HRN has a brand new look, but we're sharing the same delicious stories. Invest in the future of food radio by becoming a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Hello, welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Akiko Tema, food writer and the director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every daily in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, yutakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. My guest today is Yoshi Tezuka, the fourth generation sushi chef at the Matsuno Sushi in Tokyo, uh, which was founded in 1910. Yoshi is not just a great sushi chef, but also a global thinker. Before he became a sushi chef, Yoshi spent years abroad as a professional ski guy, as well as a backpacker, and traveled to over 50 countries. Now he cooks for a global audience uh, worldwide on a whole variety of occasions, such as the World Expo and the First Lady Luncheon at the G20 Summit. He was also invited by uh, the British royal family to cook for them. Also, Yoshi actively educates students and tourists about sushi and Japanese culture through various uh, unique programs. So today we'll discuss why Yoshi decided to make sushi for an international audience, the challenges he faces in making sushi outside Japan, his philosophy of sustainability, how to pair fish with wine. Uh, by the way, Yoshi is certified som- uh, wine sommelier too, and much, much more. But before we start, Japan Needs is available on Heritage Radio Network website, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japan Needs. And please write a review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now, let's start a conversation with Yoshi Tezuka. Hello, Yoshi. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you, Akiko. Very exciting to have you here. Finally, we, we've been meeting in New York. Exactly. <laughs> Finally, we got it. <laughs> right. So, uh, first of all, so where are you from and what did you eat when you grew up? Okay, uh, my name is Yossi. I'm from Japan. I was born in Tokyo. I have eaten typical Japanese food like rice, miso soup, dry fish, so on. And of course, I often eat uh, toast and cereal as a breakfast. And 
I often eat sushi too. So when I was, a, for example, my house is located just beside my restaurant. So when I was a high school and junior high school student, when I come back from school, I stopped by my father's restaurant and ate some sushi, which is some <laughs> seasonable fish and seasonable tuna. Because even tuna taste is different each season. So it's kind of training. But, and also, when I eat sushi, when I ate sushi, I could realize my father's conditions depend on how much sushi rice is soft and hard. So, and also, I can find out who made sushi rice in the, my restaurant. Because, as you know, sushi rice is mixed up rice and vinegar. So the, there are many staff to cook it at that time. So it's just it's kind of my secret game. So I find out who made today's sushi rice song. Wow. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was going to say you are spoiled eating sushi from such a young age, but almost <laughs> on a daily basis. But it's also training. Also, you worked as a kind of a supervisor <laughs> of the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, sushi was my soul food, so you know, very familiar more than McDonald's for me. Mm, wow, that's a luxury, I have to say. And <laughs> <laughs>、um, so, I heard you began a com-、uh, accompanying your father to the Tsukiji sushi market, fish market, which、mm-hmm. is the、uh, so called the world's biggest fish market, and at a very young age, and learned to distinguish the quality of fish. and You knew you'd be a sushi chef one day. And、mm-hmm. then you went to、uh, Keio Daigaku, one of the best universities in Japan, and traveled all over the world as a professional ski guide and、right. also as a backpacker. So, why did you spend so much time outside of Japan? Well, I worked as a ski guide for four years, and I guided over a hundred ski resorts and visited many countries. And actually, well, I skied. 250 days in a year. And <laughs> when I snow is disappear, I also worked as a private guide on the world cruise ship or backpacker.、Wow. And yeah, exactly. Actually, I decided to take over my family job since I was five or six years old. So I always focus on the food when I visit many countries. So I wanted to learn other countries' culture. And food. Oh, of course, I love skiing. So I wanted to do skiing in many places, but at the same time, I enjoy the different culture communications.、Mm. So, oh, because, well, I have decided to, to welcome the guests from all over the world in the future. So I wanted to know the culture in other countries, other food, and what they like. and I think the real globalization is know own culture and understand each other. So,、mm. so I believe travel many countries is necessary to my future plan. Right. Well, I also heard that you even lived in Italy for a while. So, when was it and what, what did you do in Italy back then?、Mm, so, yeah, actually, when I was a ski guide, I stayed just one year in Italy. And after I became a sous chef, well, I think I visited Italy 
I have visited Italy once a year. So I worked on Milano Expo, or I was invited on Terra Madre event, which is for、mm-hmm. slow food.、Uh, Okay, so, um, but oh, okay, so all those years and experiences, when did you start working with your father at the Matsunozushi? Well, actually, when I was 27, I came back to Matsunozushi. Well, after ski guide life, I returned to Japan when I was 26. Then I got some training in one year. At the other sushi restaurant.、Mm. Well, actually, I started cutting fish since I was a high school student. So I know how to cut the fish. I had skills. But, well, the many, yeah, my father and other staff said I should learn, I should learn the many things in other restaurants. So the You know, Japan has some custom eat food from other house. It means I should work in other restaurants before taking over my family job.、Mm. Ah, so, where did you work? Well, well I went to the, my father's friend's restaurant.、Uh, that is a very small restaurant. Well, because, well, if I go to the big restaurant, I will do the just You know, the just casual job. I mean, the clean up, washing dish. But, well, my father w a n t me to experience the whole job. So that's why I went to the small restaurant in Tokyo.、Mm. Right. So, did you find um, different uh, practice or did you, what did you learn from that experience? Well, it was a Quite interesting because my restaurant is typical sushi restaurant. Well, the, you know, the just cutting fish and making sushi. But when I was a restaurant which I trained was a kind of Japanese restaurant. So they always take care of the seasonable decorated and、uh, how to use a leaf. How to use a flower, seasonable flower on the table, on the dishes. That is quite new for me.、Mm, that's like a Kaiseki style mindset, right? You chase the seasons. And、uh, even Kaiseki world, it's not only four seasons, they say、uh, 24 seasons or even more sometimes.、So. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. And、uh, so, what is special about sushi to you personally compared to other categories of food? Mm. Well, I think sushi is very interesting food because sushi made with a bear hunt and using a low fish and cooking process is very simple. You know, the just cut and, can I say grip? Cut and grip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But one、right. piece of sushi has many backstories. And many cultural things, in my opinion. Yeah, actually,、mm, sushi chef is specialized for the fish. So, when we selected the fish at the market, we checked so where these fish come from. Well, because the place is different, 
the feed and taste is completely different. And also the we checked how to catch the fish. So even same fish catching way is different. Taste gonna be a big difference. Mm. You know, the fishing way, netting way, towing way, completely different. Mm. And uh, we have many ways to catch fish. And uh, also we checked who catch the fish. That is all, mm. also very important information for, for us. Mm. Mm, so because right. treatment is very important. Mm. Right. Well, we'll talk about uh, sustainability uh, later. So we'll discuss that. But um, so before that, what is your mission as a sushi chef? Okay. Well, I want to tell the Japanese culture through the sushi to all over the world. Actually, sushi is getting popular now, but well, many people doesn't know beyond the sushi a uh, story of beyond the sushi. The right, it's like a Japanese craftsman job. So I want to introduce Japanese culture into the world through the sushi positively. So I often do the catering all over the all over the world. I told sushi counter its connection of Japanese culture, and I need just one tatami mat. It's like a two square meter to make a sushi. So I can make sushi everywhere in the world. So mm -hmm. in the hospital room, in private jet, on the ship. So I want to convey the sushi simplified Japanese culture that makes everyone happy, everyone in other country. Mm. And I said, sushi diplomacy. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well said. Well, the sushi is, um, I mean, typically the simplest food, um, mm -hmm. probably over the world, one of the simplest food of, foods of the world. And uh, But there's uh, so much packed in it from, like you said, how, where the fish comes from, how it's caught, who processed the food, um, actually who butchered the mm. fish heights killed and and have to use sushi chef so yeah this is not just one type of food it's so much almost representing japanese history as well yeah so so at the same and, time it is a you know if people understand the story beyond the sushi so i can tell the splendor of the japanese culture more mm, right yeah i have so much more to learn from you so well, we'll continue our conversation, but uh, we'll take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll dive into Yoshi's sushi-making experiences all over the world. So please stay with us. HRN is excited to unveil the new look of food radio. We have a new brand identity and a new website. Our site makes it easier than ever to discover new podcasts and to dig through our archive of over 15,000 episodes. It's been 11 years since HRN started broadcasting food radio, and we've made it this far thanks to the support of our global listening community. It's because of member donations that this show is on the air, along with 40 other weekly shows. Your contributions gave HRN the security we needed to stay on the airwaves during the pandemic, and are allowing us to reopen our studio in Roberta's. 
Becoming a monthly sustaining member of HRN shows us how much food radio means to you. Become a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Welcome back. You're listening to Japanese. I'm your host, Aki Kotema, and my guest today is Yoshi Tezuka, the fourth generation sushi chef at Matsunozushi in Tokyo,、uh, which was originally founded in 1910. Yoshi has been including sushi for global audience in numerous countries on a wide variety of occasions, such as the World Expo and the British Royal Family Dinner. So,、uh, before COVID, how often did you travel abroad? To make sushi, and in how many different cities or countries have you cooked? Well, about one month,、uh, once a month, or once in two months, I go to the other country to make a sushi. And I think I visited over 15 countries to make a sushi. Wow. I, um, well, and I heard that you have made sushi on many important occasions,、uh, mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier, such as the Milan World Expo and the First Lady Luncheon and、mm-hmm. G20 Summit in Osaka, and also the British Royal Family invited you to cook, cook for them.、Mm-hmm. So, but in general, who do you make sushi for、uh, when you travel outside Japan and what kind of occasions? Well, non Japanese guests invite me to their other countries. So, When I visit, okay, so maybe when I visited New York City, well, I went to the couple of times to make a sushi as a private party, such as a birthday party, or actually, I made a sushi for I.M. Pei, 100 years old birthday party, who is a very famous Chinese architecture living in New York City. And、uh, sometimes some company invite me. For some brand party or brand event. Well, I went to the Paris or the, as a fashion,、uh, in the fashion week. So the one brand invited me for the loyal customer to make a sushi party,、uh, to do a sushi party, and they want to welcome the guests as a special Japanese sushi party. And、yeah. And also, Japanese embassy, sometimes Japanese embassy i n v i t e me to the other country because they hold some Japanese party for the local people. So I, I do not provide just sushi, so, and I offer the Japanese culture. So I served sushi with some Japanese culture, dishes. Or very traditional equipment.、Mm, right. And you know, it's, you're not just a great sushi chef, but you're a good communicator. You can speak in English. And also, for listeners, I, it's a shame you can't see Yoshi. He's a great looking man. So <laughs> that's another thing. <laughs> and uh, so, um, well, by the way, Matsunodashi is known for great Edomai style sushi. Exactly.、So、what yes.、Yeah. Right? So, what is Edomai style sushi for listeners who are familiar with the style of sushi? And yeah, so go ahead. Okay, so it is an interesting question because、uh, even Japanese people d o e s n t know exactly the meaning of Edomai style.、Uh, I think、uh, Edomai has、uh, two meanings. The first one is、uh, Edomai means the in front of Edo, 
which Edo, uh, actually Edo means old name of Tokyo. So it means a uh, fresh fish coming from the Tokyo Bay. So because sushi use a low fish, so the vegetable is very important. And second meaning is, it means technique. So actually Edomite technique or cooking way is how to keep fish longer. And also the skill to make a fish more delicious and low. Well, because of uh, sushi history, well, actually sushi started thousand years ago in west part of Japan. At that time, we ate just fish, no rice. The rice was too for fermentations. Then sushi culture moved to Tokyo 200 years ago. So then we started fish and rice together. There actually the Today's style sushi, I mean fish and rice eating together started at Tokyo. That's why we call often Edomae style. Mm, right. Yeah, there are different variations of uh, sushi, such as oshi sushi, is like a fresh sushi in the box mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. different. But I think Edomae is more visually appealing. It looks like a jewelry sometimes. And uh I, and also, I, I heard that my style sushi studies a snack and <laughs> sold in the cart. So yeah. it's like a fast food. And exactly. nowadays, right, this is almost amazing. You can find all the sushi at, um, like I said at the beginning, it's like every day in the supermarket, you can mm -hmm, find sushi. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, do you change the style of sushi, uh, classic style of Edomai sushi, depending on where, uh, who you cook for when you cook at, outside of Japan? Well, the, actually, well, the, I think Edomai sushi means uh, just nigiri style, which is a very popular style, rice and fish. So I always make uh, Edomai style sushi to the non-Japanese guests, even in other countries. Well, of course, I make some rolls. Well, sometimes I make the rolls, you know, California roll style. I mean, inside out style, because uh, it's, we can decorate it. We can decorate and it looks great. But uh, basically, I made a uh, Edomai style sushi, which is a uh, nigiri style. Mm. That's essential. But by the way, I I can make sushi rolls. I have made sushi rolls. That was okay. Ooh, but, great. I can, great. <laughs> but, but I can never, ever make nigiri. Nigiri mm -hmm. is like, it's just too much of skills. Yeah, it's and difficult. It's, <laughs> It's very it's, it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> because some foreign yeah. guests try to make a sushi in my restaurant. I talk, I will talk later. But uh, everyone says, wow, it's so difficult, is it? Right. And because, we, you know, when you, sushi chef, cooks behind the counter, it's so fast and quick. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's, yeah. it's very easy. It's not. <laughs> it, the rice falls apart and then it's kind of, everything gets a big mess. So I've never tried that. <laughs> so we have a high respect for sushi chefs. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so as this fourth generation of Matsunozushi, um, do you think you are changing your father's style of sushi for any reasons, such as um, shift in customer demand? Yeah, I think so. Well, because the generation is different and the customer is different compared with my father. Actually, my father, my father's customer is almost Japanese people. 
But my customer is not only Japanese people and new, and also new generations coming in my restaurant. So, well, I think what is the big difference is between me and my father is uh, I, I'm always talking to the guest. That is big difference because my father talks to guests. Oh, actually, my father doesn't speak too much and talk to the guest through the sushi. So mm. he made a great sushi. That's it. No speak out. But in my opinion, well, there are many people which has a, a culture, different culture background. So I need, uh, I need to tell them the story of fish and food, or I must think about the way to the way of the hospitality that matched each. So I mm. push a technique to realize it, but I do not change the. Oh, I not I do not change the, my polishing, but mm. I do not change that I make sushi in total into the, a customer individually in front. Mm. Right. So in other words, you your style is as classic as your father. Although you sometimes add some, uh, you know, creative sushi, but mm -hmm. your you have another mission to communicate, exactly. to educate customers. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm doing the same thing with my father, but what's a big difference is I'm always talking to the guests and telling the story, how, why I selected this fish, why I served this fish now or something like that. Mm, right. That's very important because sometimes, you know, going to sushi uh, restaurant and sit at the counter, it's kind of intimidating, right? If you don't know how to order. <laughs> right. So that's important. Exactly. Um, right. And then, but how do you get fresh fish when you cook uh, abroad? Well, actually, I bring everything. I bring almost everything. Well, basically, I take all fish and material from Japan, well, because, well, what I am at having you just experience Japan, so I'm doing a preparation to be able to make a hospitality same as Japan into everywhere in the world, the world. So that's why I bring everything because mm -hmm. I have a special fish box which can keep same temperature and same humid for 72 hours. So I can oh. go anywhere. Mm. And, but on the other hand, I always add the local fish, which is very familiar for the guest. Mm. And then I make a new sushi or I using an Edomai skill to cook for it because it's, very familiar food for the guest. So I always think how to enjoy, uh, how the customer enjoy to my sushi. Mm. Right. right. So by bringing most and also having familiar fish for the customers, you can just focus on mm -hmm. communicating and exactly. educating the customers. Right. But, um, I, you know, you've been many countries and you cook many on many occasions. So, uh, 
could you share some thrilling episodes that you have <laughs> <laughs> while you cooked abroad? Yeah, I have a lot of thrilling stories actually. <laughs> but,、uh, <laughs> but it's the newest one. Oh, newest one. Yeah, newest one is、uh, at, actually in New York City. So I, was, I got a lost baggage. So、mm. I went to the New York City as a connection flight from Japan. So I arrived in New York City via Los Angeles, but fish goes to Atlanta.、Whoa. So fish doesn't,、um, didn't come out. So、oh, the、no. problem is, I, actually, my schedule is always tight because、uh, I bring a fish, I bring a fresh fish from Japan. No frozen fish. So usually I have a party on the, se- on the same day which,、uh, when I arrived. So I, I, go to the, my,、uh, I will go to the, my guest house directly from the airport. So, but at that time, fish didn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, fortunately, I, was, I waited a、uh, Four or five hours and the fish was coming. So I went to the, my guest house to make a sushi. So I couldn't、mm. make it. <laughs> I'm sure you're sweating like a whale while you're waiting. Yeah.、Um, okay. And、uh, so, by the way, you are also a certified wine sommelier. So, what are the basic rules of wine and sushi pairings?、Mm. Well, it's kind of difficult. Well, Of course, well, why I get a wine sommelier license? Because、uh, when I focus to the world, the main alcohol is wine. That's why I get that license. But the, as you know, the many Japanese people enjoy sake with sushi because sake always wash in your mouth and prepare to the next fish.、That's, So, wine is different thinking way. You know, the wine, the wine is laid up.、Uh, wine, when I'm using a wine, the very important thing is matching with food.、Mm. So,、right. the, my policy is the red and red and white and white. That is my policy. If I'm、oh, I using a, a tuna or a bonito, I recommend the red wine. So the white wine fits when I use a white fish, fish, or we put the flavor of lemon or the salt.、Mm, right. So, listeners, it's easy.、Uh, it's easy. You pick the color of wine, <laughs> right?、Uh, but, you know, some people say Riesling is good with sushi. For some reasons, acidity and sweetness and the balance.、Mm-hmm. And、um, one time I, I didn't, I used not to like Gimei, which is used to Beaujolais、uh, wine. And when I had a glass of Gimei with tuna,、mm. I was like, wow, what is this pairing? Because both have some kind of, it's, it's like an iron, like a bloodiness、mm. in the taste. So that was a very complimentary、um, pairing. And since then, I started to like Yamei thanks to sushi, which I never expected. <laughs> right. So, um, so uh, let's talk about sustainability. 
So when you talk about sushi, we need to talk about it. So mm -hmm. what is your philosophy of sustainability? Well, well I focus on the sustainable seafood too, because uh, SDGs is getting popular in Japan and also all over the world, especially seafood. But in my opinion, Japan has a old technique. Well, actually Japanese fishing way has been same since 400 years ago. That is already as you know, sustainable things. And uh, also I supported a sailor for the sea, which is a, which was funded by uh, David Rockefeller Jr. in 2004, and they opened the Japan branch in 2011. And mm -hmm. they supported, they are very supportive to help the Blue Seafood Guide program, which is a, making a sustainable movement in Japan. Actually, my restaurant is Japan's first traditional sushi restaurant who obtained the chain of custody certification from oh, wow. yeah, MSC and ASC to trade a sub-certified sustainable seafood. Mm. Mm. Right. And also you um, cooked at the Slow Food event in Trino, yeah. Italy. Yeah, right. exactly. that's slow food, so mm -hmm. right, it's very consistent. Um, okay, so it's it is possible if you are careful, you can be sustainable even if you make sushi. And by the way, and Japanese people, unlike you grew up in a sushi restaurant like Yoshi, Japanese people don't eat sushi every day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Once a month, or like very rare. Yeah, very so, rare. Well, the many Japanese people enjoy the rotating sushi restaurant, mm, which is also the one sushi, kind of sushi restaurants. But uh, my restaurant is kind of very traditional sushi restaurant. It's kind of uh, it's a very expensive sushi restaurant. So it's the same sushi, but a different style. But rotating sushi restaurant is a good thing for you know, they understand the sushi culture and fish culture for all Japanese mm. people. Mm. Right. For listeners who, who are not familiar with the rotating sushi restaurant, that's like basically there's a conveyor belt um, mm -hmm. running through in the circle, and then you can see actual sushi uh, yeah. that's already placed in the tray, and you pick whatever you want. Yeah, that so, is easy. Right. Easy to, um, easy to understand. Well, the, my restaurant is the guests have to order what they want to eat. You know, even Japanese people, it's very difficult because uh, they should know the fish name, the seasonable. So that is very hard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's why I always uh, sit at the counter and ask what is mm -hmm. good. Um, <laughs> it's just the easiest one and then you get educated. Yeah. So, right. And uh, so I heard um, that you actively educate students and tourists through unique programs about sushi and Japanese culture. So could you tell us about those programs? Oh, yes. Yeah. I have supported the educational program in Keio University, which is a private university in Japan, and also and the Culinary Institute, Institute of America in America in every year. Mm. Uh, the student of this college can choose my class when they visit Japan and they learn sushi culture and Japanese food history and they can try to 
maker sushi. Mm. And, and also, I provide a special tour for foreign travelers in Japan. And if they order, they can go fish market with me and they watch how to select a fish and、mm. how to cook the fish together. So, and they can learn, of course, for how to cut the fish.、Mm. Well, actually, telling a fish. Things culture out, telling a fish culture and telling a Japanese food to young generation and travelers is very important things.、Uh, that's my opinion. So I often do this, these educational things.、Mm, right. It's、mm. more interactive and participating style. Yeah. That's right. That's and what also, you learn. Yeah. And、mm. also fun. Well, they enjoy it. You know, when they try to make a nigiri style, The rice stick their hands, so it's gonna be panic, so it's just very fun. <laughs> like, you don't know what to do with it at the beginning, and, and, and like, just licking your fingers,、uh, you have to make it into a ball.、Yeah. So,、um, by the way, so let's go back to you. You teach at、uh, the Culinary Institute of America, which is、uh, called the Harvard of、uh, the Culinary World.、Mm -hmm. so, so, you go to CA in New York. Oh, actually, you know, when they come to Japan, it's, they have some Japanese、oh, Japan trip. So, when、right. oh, they come to, the, yeah, to Tokyo, or no, to、right. Japan, and they visit many, many cities Tokyo,、mm. Kyoto, Osaka, so on. So,、right. yeah, when they stayed in Tokyo, I, yeah, usually I teach them in two days. So, first, I guided the fish market. So, I tell them how to select a fish, what's the difference of a fish,、mm. and what's the difference、uh, old market and new market, and so on. And the second day, I tell how to cut the fish. It's the Japanese cooking way because、uh, how to use the knife technique is completely different, the Western、mm. style and Japanese style. So I tell them how to cut the fish, how to make a fish. Uh, how to make a sushi, how to make a sushi rice, or like that.、Mm, they need a month to do <laughs> everything well. Wow, that's exciting. I mean, I hope you visit the CIA in America too, because、oh, I'm I hope sure. Too. So, if CIA New York,、uh, New York School l i s t e n to this radio, please invite me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right, so、uh, I'll push. <laughs> okay,、um, good. <laughs> And then、uh, you also、uh, work with charity called Shine on Kids. Oh, yes. Right. So, what do you do, do for them? Oh, the Shine on Kids is a charity program. So, one of my visions is everyone makes happy through the sushi. So, I supported that charity program. The Shine on Kids is supported facility dog. Who take care of children of the childhood cancer. So every year I take part in the charity event, which is kind of auction event. So I donated my sushi making program for 10 people. So、mm. the audience beat the price that program. So、mm. every year the price over the 10,000 US dollars. Wow.、Mm. So wow. I donated the every 
uh, that price to the、mm. charity, charity yeah. organization. Amazing. So <laughs> I, I looked at the website, and then, you know, having a dog.、Um, yeah. She's very important for them. And basically, kids have cancers、mm-hmm. and、uh, they need care, not just medical care, but even for after、um, they leave the hospital, they need some、uh, mental stability、mm-hmm. uh, for what they went through and physical pain. So, having a dog makes their lives so much easier. And I heard, and、uh, what are you doing is just amazing.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It's a very good program, I think. Yeah.、Um, so, by the way, so Japan is still dealing with spikes of COVID cases,、yeah. as we know, as right before the Olympics. So,、yeah. how are you coping with the whole pandemic situation? Well, it's quite a difficult situation because,、uh, you know, we can't drink alcohol in our restaurants. So, the guests just enjoy eating sushi. But of course, many people enjoy, with,、uh, enjoy sushi with sake and wine. So, well, actually, I often, now I'm often doing a delivery and also catering. Well, because delivery sushi style is a very traditional style. So,、mm. we, did, uh, we have done delivery style since a long time ago. Actually, well, I told you,、uh, no, you told me I'm first generation. So my restaurant started in 1910. But about,、uh, you know, we did a delivery style maybe 1930 or 1940.、Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a professional delivery restaurant. Right. <laughs> and, right. and also catering. Well, I, I did a catering for all over the world. But also, I'm doing、uh, in domestic style. So,、mm-hmm. so, I visited a private house. I visited a no ordinary house to make a sushi for just six or eight family people. It's, it's very relaxed time, and everyone enjoys sushi.、Mm, right. So, that、uh, the, the, the prohibition of drinking alcohol at the restaurant, fun, once people are drinking,、no. they tend to stay longer and they chat. And they probably spread the COVID more <laughs> frequently. <laughs> But I, I really think、uh, a lot of、uh, food industry people are angry at、mm. that policy because it's、uh, the fact is that the whole cases are not mainly coming out of restaurants, right? So, yeah, it's yeah. still a lot of room to discuss. But yeah, I'm sure,、uh, I'm so glad that you are. And doing well and surviving well. <laughs> surviving, exactly, surviving. <laughs> right. Yeah, but hopefully, hopefully it's going to be. I think、uh, the vaccination is going pretty fast in Japan.、Mm-hmm. So, hopefully. Yeah, right. Okay.、Um, by the way,、um, so you've been to Tokyo Central Fish Market, right?、Mm-hmm. That's moved from Tsukiji to、yeah. Toyosu. So, as、um, an expert of、uh, Fish market, what do you think about the change? Well, so the, the Tsukiji, and we have a two, two fish, can I say two fish market? Yeah, we have a Toyosu market and we have a Tsukiji market. The Tsukiji market is old one. Actually, I visited two markets every morning, not only Toyosu, but also Tsukiji too. Because、uh, 
The Toyosu is specialized for the fish, but Tsukiji is weak. I can get many other things like a chopstick, traditional equipment, the knife, or everything. Actually, Toyosu market is more hygienic than Tsukiji market. That is good things and also beautiful. And Toyosu can control the temperature each section, each rooms. And that、mm. is very important things because the fish is very sensitive.、Uh, as you know, they are living、uh, different deep in the ocean, so each fish has a different suitable temperature. The Toyosu controls everything. But the Tsukiji also has an old atmosphere. So the, some people say that, you know, the Tsukiji was a great. And For me, well, I beat the Tsukiji market since I was a child, so it's, it's kind of sad.、Mm, right. I mean, the Tsukiji, it was a very old structure and it's actually open air. So、um, even if the fish is super fresh, you don't feel any fishiness. It's almost like ocean smell throughout the facilities.、Mm. But, Um, it's kind of dangerous because, as a visitor, there are like you know, <laughs>、exactly. carts yeah, running yeah, through. Yeah. And I think actually a couple of people a year they get hit by the carts. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty... yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, when I was a child, well, the, that car moved on my foot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, is, that is often. Well, I mean, the, it's, it's normal things. <laughs> mm, yeah, that, that was、um, so it's an improvement. But yeah, like you said, there's a beautiful ambience and the surrounding、uh, structures have old shops, and you can have different、mm. traditional sushi related items. So it's like nice shops. And、um, yeah, it, it, I'm so glad that they are still、um, you know, existing、yeah. as、exactly. a part of the culture. <laughs> yeah, that is also the family job for them. You know, my father. Get some fish from the,、uh, their father. So, you know, the, they doing a,、uh, they're doing a family job too. So, always changing just generation, generation. They keep the、uh, same shops.、Mm, right. And also, Toyosu is not too far. It's also within,、uh, you know, Tokyo.、Yeah. So, right. Almost same time.、Um, It takes the、uh, same time for me. Right. Okay. So, what are your plans、uh, for the future after the pandemic? Well, the, I, well, I try to go abroad many things, you know, and、uh, telling Japanese culture through sushi with our young staff because,、uh, you know, the catering style is easy to tell the Japanese culture to the people who are living in other countries. And also, I often do the cust,、uh, culture things. Well, the, like a speech or a Japanese fisherman things or sustainable, food,、uh, sustainable fish things. Well, if I tell the true story of a Japanese food, the, everyone realizes how Japanese food is. Healthy and good more than、mm. now.、Mm. So I'm telling a true story beyond the Japanese food, beyond the sushi.、Mm. Right. Well, I'm glad what you're doing is 
available. And like in New York, um, I mean, many other cities started to open. And uh, I mean, here in New York City um, in mid-July, it's almost nothing happened last year. Really? So, yeah, like I see even supermarkets, if you go to Whole Foods, you don't have to wear masks, wow. which is interesting. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's just amazing how vaccination changed the whole world so quickly. Mm. Um, so hopefully you can start traveling again. I soon. hope so. <laughs> and to meet you, Rio. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, okay, so I look forward to uh, seeing you in New York and uh, eating some sushi from great. hopefully. <laughs> I bring you and, Japanese fish, ne? <laughs> yeah, well, I can't wait. <laughs> and so so I'm sure um, some of the listeners, or more of our listeners, wants to have, you know, your kind of interesting experience so where can we find you online and on social media and you know uh i'm sure they want to dine of course at your restaurant which is beautiful and also you know some people want to have your catering service outside japan oh. so where should they go oh well of course you can all oh, the anyone can connect me by through the, my homepage, which is a matsunozushi.com and also I have an Instagram so yoshi y-o-s-h-i underbar matsunozushi m-a-t-s-u-n-o-z-u-s-h-i so just give me a message I can fly anywhere <laughs> awesome okay so well thank you so much for joining us today Yoshi <laughs> thank you very much Akiko and good luck <laughs> thank you so listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for show topics or guests, please contact us at japaneseheritageradionetwork.org or akikotema.com. Japanese is a weekly program and always available at heritageradionetwork.org as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. Our engineer is Matt Patterson, and thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Japanese is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thank you for listening.